The biggest issue when it comes to email is that everyone's like, oh, but everyone hates getting emails. They hate getting bad emails. Like that's the truth. They hate getting bad emails because why do people go to check their email? It's because they're looking for a distraction. They know that they're supposed to be doing something else, but they're going for that dopamine hit. They're going for that quick rush. And when they're like, ooh, like she's got this new thing on display or, oh, that's happening over there. Oh, that's a really cool. Cause like she's hand making these soaps. I'm like, oh, I want to go watch that video now. So you just want to give them that little, little dopamine hit. And they're like, ooh, I want to know what's going on here. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hey there, friends. I have a treat for us today. I truly believe that email marketing is still king. It's a great way to build a relationship with your customers, but I do know that it's not always easy for us as brick and mortar. My special expert guest today is Kate Doster. I'm so excited to have her here. I can't, I'm fangirling, I gotta tell you. So she's the host of the Inbox Bestie podcast. She's a creator of Love Your List 2.0 email marketing and mega course, and she's dangerously obsessed with helping ethical entrepreneurs carve out their slice of the internet. So she helps entrepreneurs woo hearts and wallets of their small but mighty audiences, and she does it in a fun and exciting way. So I am so happy to have Kate join us today. We're going to make email marketing make sense for you and be way more fun and profitable as well. So let's jump to it. Hello, Kate, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate you so much coming on to talk about, I always say this is like hard things. This is the medicine of running a retail business Mm -hmm. and you make email fun. So I had to have you on and I'm so grateful for you to be here. Um, I mentioned in the introduction how much I am a fangirl of yours and you, again, well, you kind of make... And there's lots of reasons and we'll talk about it in the podcast, but a lot of, or talk about it in the questions, but a lot of things just right off the bat, everybody that I work with, most of the listeners that I have are, are retailers listening here right now, just are rolling their eyeballs right now. Cause Wendy's always telling them, you got to do email. You got to do email. Can you just tell us, can we start off by, can you just share with us why email is so important in business, retail business, all businesses right now? Well, I know that y'all have no time, especially because you do have a retail store and email marketing. Like I can tell you the stats about how someone who is on your email list is so much more likely to buy from you and all of that stuff. Like it is actually true. There are stats that are going to back this up. Yep. But honestly, what I want to tell you is that it does not take nearly as much time as you think. And so when you do have an email list, you are actually talking to people who are almost as excited about antiques, about furniture, about the painting as you are. And so you want to make sure that you're staying top of mind. And email is a really great way to be their favorite. And 
for myself, because I'm more of a talker than a typer, I always say it is a lot faster to write an email when you get out of your head than it is to write a blog post. And sometimes it's like, is it even worth it? Because I have a real chill shop to be writing like blog posts in that traditional content marketing. Probably not. But in email, people want to know what is going on. And if they are signing up for your store emails, they definitely want to know what's going on. And so we're going to take the 20, 25-ish minutes, maybe once a week to let them know what's good. Well, see, you just made that sound so easy. <laughs> so, so that's it. Like, yeah. I want to talk to my VIP customers. If you were like, oh, I wish I had more customers. I'm telling you, focus on your email list. Remind them to a bigger friend. Talk about this stuff. And we'll talk about how we can sort of incorporate it. I think the biggest issue when it comes to email is that everyone's like, oh, but everyone hates getting emails. They hate getting bad emails. Like that's the truth. They hate getting bad emails because why do people go to check their email? Regardless of whether they're business owners or not, it's because they're looking for a distraction. They know that they're supposed to be doing something else, but they're going for that dopamine hit. They're going for that quick rush. And when they're like, Ooh, like she's got this new thing on display or, Oh, that's happening over there. Oh, that's a really cool. Cause like she's hand making these soaps and like, Oh, I want to go watch that video now. So you just want to give them that little, little dopamine hit. And they're like, Ooh, I want to know what's going on here. That's so good. That's so, it's so true. It's like, why do we go on email? Cause we're wasting time. <laughs> procrastinating. We're, we're avoiding something else, right? When we're on our email box, we're usually doing something else. So it's, it's a really great and staying top of mind, I know is so important. So here's the argument I get every time. Um, well, there's lots of arguments. <laughs> we'll address all those in, yeah, buts in a minute. But one of the things that, you know, my retailers say to me is like, well, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, you know, I'm, I'm doing social. I don't need email. Can you speak to that? a little tiny bit about why that part, like why that argument isn't always valid. Two, two reasons. Yes. One, I have never, I mean, I'm sure it has happened, knock on wood, but I've never heard of anyone tell me that their email list has gotten hacked. Nobody <laughs> is going into your constant contact or mail or like convert kit is very big in my end of the internet because it's more content marketers. You never hear anybody taking over your email list. You hear about Instagram accounts getting hacked all of the time. And the second thing is you do not have to pay to get your email to go into somebody's inbox. Yes, you're going to pay for the constant contact service and to meet all the law requirements that we have for email, but it's not like Instagram where like, you know, 10% of your followers are going to see it. Your Facebook business page is what, like a cool 2%. Go and look at your reach. Like it is sad. So what happens is people are like, oh, now I've got to add email on top of that. And you know, my open rates, that's the amount of people that open it, you know, it's only 20 or it's only 17. Go look at the reach in your analytics for your social. And I guarantee you, they're not anywhere close to that, especially your poor business page, unless you choose to pay. And you don't have to do that with email. So now you're even got some cost savings, which is super important. And again, it's so that way you can stay in contact with your customer in case Facebook goes down or Instagram goes down. And I believe it was actually recently they had talked about for the first time since I think like 20, what was it? Like 2003, when Facebook first started, 2004, Facebook users actually have declined. And so even though it's a layer of the internet and they've got everything, social media platforms come in and out of vogue. Foursquare, Friendster, uh, Periscope, like all of you, you're like, I remember all of those sorts of things, right? They will, they could come out of fashion. And so you want to make sure that if you're not willing to put down money on Instagram or Instagram is slowly dying and people aren't showing up there anymore. And you don't want to go over to TikTok because sometimes people can be super mean over there. That's why you have them in the inbox. 
Right. And I, that's such a great point. Yeah. Periscope. I completely forgot about Periscope. See? So funny, but did right? you forget about Gmail and yeah. when people go on social media breaks? Are they getting rid of Outlook? No, <laughs> they're not getting rid of their Gmail. They're not even taking it off of their phones. So be where people are. Right. And I often remind my retailers and listeners that um, we own control. We have control of our email list and Facebook owns our Facebook customers. <laughs> like yeah. we have no, like they could disappear tomorrow. Like you said, they could get hacked. We could disappear. And There's honestly, throttles. like people that are building this, like I'm building my list on Facebook, I'm building my, and I'm like, I just want to like, that's great as a tool, but we own our email list. Like we have control of that email list. We, and the people that are on it. <laughs> Right. So 100%. So we could, again, you can change from a, a constant contact to a mail or light to all those other services. It doesn't matter, but you still have the names. You can still get in contact with your people. No one is going to throttle that reach. Cause remember it was like the wild, wild west of Facebook back in the day. Right. And then all of a sudden overnight, everyone's reach shrank. Yeah. Your emails are still going to go out to the same amount of people. Right. Right. So crazy. Right. So here's the, like it. So that's the argument I get. So I thank you for addressing that. Cause I think that's super important to remember that, you know, all of these socials, they all have a lifespan. First of all, I know like you said, Facebook's been around for a while and mm-hmm. people are coming and going, they're moving around a lot. And right mm-hmm. now, now more than ever, as we're recording this, I feel like there's another shift happening with social media and people mm-hmm. just checking out because of all the, especially in our retail world. But yeah. one of the things that I, um, and I've heard you say this so many times, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a stalker, <laughs> listen to your podcast and, and follow you along. And I've got all your, most of your programs, I think I've signed up for, um, <laughs> and we'll share all those on the pod. I will share all those in the podcast notes. But one of the things I hear you say a lot, you're in my head a lot. <laughs> so he's like, are you all uncomfortable now? Because I'm stalking you, but no, but what, what I hear you no. say a lot cool. is people, People are choosing to be on your email list. I know they're choosing to be on your social media, but they're signing yeah. up. Like they're making an effort to be on my list. So mm. I, I think it's my obligation to connect and engage with them there. Yeah. So the big catchphrase in Caitlin is being on my email list is a privilege mm-hmm. because what ends up happening again, especially in my neck of the woods is that people like grow their email list, but then they'll never actually email them because they're afraid of annoying them. And so, you know, Oh, I'm going to annoy them. And then they're going to unsubscribe. It's like, no, no, no. Getting to hang out with you, getting to hear what's going on in the store, getting to know the behind the scenes, that is a privilege. And they're lucky to be there, but because it is a privilege, there's a flip side. You need to have a plan. You don't need to overthink it. I think that's that honestly, what email marketing truly boils down to. I know not a lot of people want to hear this. It really is mindset. And that's what most of the stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, we'll talk about technical things as well, but you need to get over this. Everybody hates email. This has to be the best thing ever. What if I have a typo? If you have a typo, that means that you actually did something. You took action. So that is a badge of honor. Now, do you want to have something riddled with typos? No, probably be a bit embarrassed. But if you're getting people applying back, be like, you use the wrong your in this. If they are just so appalled and they leave, good riddance. They don't get to hang out with you. Because they're clearly not an action taker. That is what I have found. If somebody is an action taker, they're not going to nitpick you. They're going to look at everything else that's going on. So when you start being like, you know what? Being on my list is a privilege. Getting to know what's going on is a privilege. Like, yeah, it is. Then all of a sudden it takes that pressure off. And no business, I'm pretty sure you think this as well, has ever been 
broken from a single email. Granted, if you're like, oh, my subscribers suck and there's a lot of obscenities and you send hate email, obviously. But I mean, if you send an email and you consider it boring or it's like, oh, maybe I could have talked about this matter or maybe I sold a little bit more, it's not going to make or break your business. Okay. Because not everyone's going to read it. (laughs) Okay. So that next time that you send something else, people might not even know they had said it before. Yeah. It's it's so funny. It is Here's the thing I feel in this and I'm, we're all guilty. Maybe, maybe not. We're all guilty of this. Everybody. We sit in front of our email list. So I feel that it's probably one of the hardest things that I do on a weekly basis to send out my email. I feel like I, it's a force, but I have shifted my mindset of like, let's just have a conversation. Like let's just engage Mm -hmm. in a conversation and be helpful and whatever. But we sit in front of the screen (laughs) And we look at our, you know, we know we got to because Wendy and now Kate says I have to, I know <laughs> I should, you know, and we have to do all these emails and these people signed up and I know, you know, I know it's the right thing to do, but for whatever reason, we have all of this, I want to call it like coming from everywhere is rules, all these rules that were like spelling, you know, grammar, spelling, what do I say? How do I not sound salesy? This is the question I get. How do I not sound salesy? What do I share? What do I, so we freeze. So this 25 minutes should take us 20 minutes, 25 minutes to send an email now is like on hour three, (laughs) you know, so because of mind job, how do we get past (laughs) that? You know, feeling like we were just like heart centered, passionate, creative souls. that want to just share things that are going on in the shop, things that are happening. How do we get past that? rule, all the rules that are in our head. Like any suggestions on that? So first of all, if my 10th grade English teacher, one, knew how much money I made and two knew that I was teaching writing, I'm pretty sure he'd keel over and that'd be just fine because he's the worst. So if you are, I'm not saying if you're good at English and essays, email is going to come hard to you, but I'm going to let you know everything that you were taught in school is not correct. So now you can just not worry about that at all. All of those rules are wrong. Like you don't want to use the word cannot. You want to say can't. You want your emails to sound like you are talking to a friend, mm-hmm. like they're conversational. And so I'm guessing, again, since most of us are local shop owners, there's probably one regular who comes into your store that you really like. Don't get me wrong. We all know there's that one annoying one, but there's that one where you're like, oh my goodness, like I love it when Sandy comes in. And I want you to think, even if Sandy's not on your email list, I want you to think that you are writing a weekly letter to Sandy. You know that she is just as excited about antique furniture as you are. Maybe a time in the past, she had mentioned there was like a nick on her furniture and she didn't know, do I fix it? Is there something proper that I can do for it? What's going to happen? And so all of a sudden we're like, oh man, I'm just going to have a conversation with her. It takes the pressure off because it's not a thousand people, 50 people, again, People have no idea if they're one of one, which you should be on your own email list, or if they're one of 10,000. And so when you really break it down, it was like, I'm talking to my best customer. And she is also really into she shell art. She thinks that it is the coolest thing ever. So you can talk about something that's going on in the shop. If you have some type of sale, because you said you didn't want to talk about being salesy, maybe you just sort of include that like hot items at the bottom. And the top is a little bit more about where you guys are actually sourcing your items from, how these things are getting made, asking them just, you know, what kind of decor style they have. Your email, you don't have to follow any rules. It can be really fun. You could even potentially, because we had talked about antiques before I hopped on there, you could technically take a, two pictures of two items that you have in your store, if that's what you do, and make them like, like, I don't know, a lamp and an armoire. And you can ask people, click on the picture of the one you think is older. 
So it's not even like, which would you think it's more expensive? You're making a game out of it, right? When they click on either one of the pictures, they're going to be brought to your website. So you are going to have to have a website, which I think most of y'all do because you follow Wendy. So you'll be all right. And you'll let them know if they got the right or wrong answer. So now they're having fun because they want to be like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, that looks like Art Deco or this one looks this one. Or not that you would have two in your shop, but maybe you've got like a real one in your shop and then you found like a fake one. And they're like, which one's real? Which one's not? Like, can you tell the difference? Again, you can have a lot of fun with your email list. And that's the permission that I want to give everyone. And again, you can mention like, hey, and it's in the shop. So like swing by or, oh, we're actually running a 25% off promotion. Or, you know, what do you guys want to see? Or, you know, talk about, you know, if you're a painter, because I know we had talked about painting as well, talking about what the new spring colors are, talking about things that you might have said a million times, but just because you've said a million times that like eggshell is the best type of paint for this particular situation, doesn't mean that people actually do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they remember it. And honestly, you'll find with some of those emails, you get a reply back and be like, you know what, Sandy? I was literally just thinking that. And I know that you told me last time I was it, but I had no idea. So some people actually thank you for reminding them of things. So there are no rules. You get to have fun. You get to talk about what's in your store. You get to talk about yourself. Yeah, it's interesting. And again, because we're small independent businesses, it's really interesting. I had a challenge out to my retailers and I said, just send an email. It was around Christmas time, but not a Christmas email. It was like, just send like a picture of your family if you want it, like, you know, or your team or whatever. They literally, it was a, it was a bit of a challenge. It was not a challenge. It was like a a double dog dare you (laughs) to get them to send an email out to get in the habit. And it was just an email saying, you know, um, our family just wants to wish your family, you know, like, uh, I think it was Thanksgiving or something last year for the U S Thanksgiving. And it was the weirdest response that everybody received. Like, you know, we had everybody kind of share their response. It's like, that's all they sent. (laughs) I know it's a silly little thing, but it's because they were connecting and building, you know, we're building communities. It's got nothing to do with selling. It's got everything to do with relationships. It's got everything to do with treating people like people. I hear you say that Mm -hmm. regularly and how they want, especially right now, like right now it's weird. And so even I'm, I'm feeling even more, more retailers are saying to me, I don't want to sound salesy. So this is such great advice. It's just having a conversation and entertaining them and, and being human, (laughs) just being human with your people and humanizing yourself. The disconnect. Sometimes I think we feel like you have to be, this email is supposed to be super professional and all these things, right. Which, you know, we don't want to be whatever, like really bad. It depends on the vibe of your shop, right? Like if you're like super eclectic and kind of corny, then be that way. Maybe hopefully you have a shop cat and his name is like mittens and then you have like mittens items of the week. And then yeah. you can sort of like put them at the bottom of the email, like give a little update. But if you are more luxury and high class and right. yes, you probably should be as corny in your email. Well, and that was the disconnect I was seeing with a few of my mastermind retailers that I work with. And it was so funny because it was like these really formal emails were coming out. Like, um, I don't know. I can't even, so it was like just right. really like factual, you know, whatever today's paint thing or whatever. And then the shop vibe is not that. So you want to make sure that your whole brand is and I again um I've heard you gave me permission to say you know y'all if I want to say y'all I'm gonna say it in my email like doesn't matter right like people are gonna resonate with that and the ones who don't I don't want to say screw them but screw them because being on your list is a privilege and they can leave right what is a great way 
for retailers to grow their list. Do you have any suggestions? So we have lead magnets. We talk about that. We've shared that. I mean, you can touch a little bit about that. And everybody feels like it has to be a big discount. Like I have to put just a sales discount on, which I'm not a believer that that's the only way. Cause that's all, if that's not who you're attracting, you're attracting community, not necessarily discount mm-hmm. shoppers because growing our email list to me is really important. And we have something we need to continually be working on. I think that you don't have to limit yourself to just one way. So yes, I do think that again, because you're in a retail shop and just because we're treating people like people and they tend to expect like a 15% off coupon or something like that, but that doesn't have to be the one that you push or talk about all the time. It can just be one that's sort of around. So it can be things like, and again, it depends on how the computer system is set up for the checkout process. You can just ask people like, oh, do you want to, especially again, with it's a smaller shop. And I'm guessing that you usually do get some unique items in and things like this. You always want to think to yourself, what does this customer truly want? And if they're buying from a small independent retailer, usually they feel better about themselves than if they buy from Walmart because they know they want to pay the elevated price. They know they want to support a small business. It makes them feel great about themselves. So if you notice that they like a certain thing or depending on your shop, it's like, again, you may or not know the customer's name, but it's like, oh, do you actually want to know next time we get this in? Because they tend to sell out a lot faster. And then they're probably like, yes, I would love to know. And that's like, all right, put your email address in here or give me the email address. Again, most email service providers, again, depending on your system, and I will be completely honest, I am not the best at knowing retail systems, everybody. I'm sure Wendy can let us know. I'm again, honesty island, everybody. I'm sure that there are ways for you to get those emails in there. What I wouldn't want to see you do is like, you remember like those business card ones or like drop in a business card or like write your email on this piece of paper in the jar. And then like one of you are going to win because the people are just doing it to like win something. Right. They're probably not aware and it's not very legal for you just to shove them on your email list. So I'd ask them specifically, oh, like, do you want to know about this? Like we've got a newsletter and it comes out with this or, oh, we've got more things about that. Or, you know, I know you love shopping here. Just so you know, when you get added to our email list, like that's the only place a couple of times a year that I'll give out a discount code. Because again, you're not always heavily relying on those sorts of things. Now, if you are doing some type of content marketing, like maybe you really are into blogging and you're really into that, then I feel like you can have a lot more what I like to call information-based freebies because someone's coming to your site to sort of read information as opposed to a buying mindset. And that works out a little bit better. So, you know, paint or how to do, uh, how to batch, you know, Scandinavian and Japanese style, like those, those sorts of things. You can have those types of guides online, but there's nothing to say if you're an interior designer or that's something that you have that you can tell people like, oh yeah, we actually have a, a free ebook because most people yeah. under that term, a free ebook that's going to talk more about Scandi and, and links to that sort of stuff. And like my favorite paints and stuff, you know, if you want to just let me know, just give me your email address. We'll add you to the email list and I'll send it right over. So that's another way as well. And you know, when you are on social, cause we talked about social, don't forget to remind people that you have one, <laughs> right? And this is something that you were alluding to earlier. On Instagram, let's be real. Most people are following probably at least 500 people. Like that, that seems pretty obvious, right? Nobody has signed up to 500 people's newsletter list. So if they are signed up, chances are even just a little bit, they're in it to win it. They're, they're more diehard than your average customer, than your average shopper, even than your average supporter Mm -hmm. as well, because maybe they are not into antique books, but they've got an aunt or a friend or their mom and they'll talk about you. Yeah, that's such great advice. I, you know, I, I like to remind people and remind everybody that 
they'll say, I only have 20 people on my email. It's only have 40 people. That's awesome. That's 40 human beings that said, hey, raised their hand and said, I love you and what you're doing. Tell me more. Or, you know, or I want to know yeah. more. So I, I like whether, and again, if 40 people walked in your shop right now, <laughs> you're 40 people, right? you'd be like, yay. You know, there's, there's, there's no bad numbers. I think it's just, man pumping your list up just with people who aren't your true followers. First of all, that is, I don't like, that's why we don't want the big freebies. I love the idea of, you know, the tutorial or the how to, or something along that lines. I have a client who actually just recently did a, uh, uh, if you signed up for her email, she, she had a, has a YouTube channel and you got to go to a private YouTube video on a tutorial on how to do something. And she was, uh, she's a creative and it was like <laughs> super secret creative thing. If you you know, and I thought yeah. that was so clever because she was already doing YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm like, just put that one behind a private wall and people would get that link, you know, really easily once they'd sign up. And that's your true people because she, you know, mm-hmm. she's sharing products that she was selling in her store and, you know, there's different ways. So that's such great advice. So, mm-hmm. okay. I have an email list. I only have 45 people on it, or I have 145, whatever, I have a thousand <laughs> people. I haven't talked to them in a while. What do like, what is a really good way to like, like, what do I do now? (laughs) Can I just say like, Hey, I'm sorry. I've been absent from the world for the last six years. And I know you signed up, but I never talked to you. What's, what's the right approach now? If we want to just start fresh. Now, aren't you happy that you only have 40 people that you have to own up to your mistake too? Um, And again, wouldn't you rather practice with only 40 people looking at you than a hundred, right? And these are the people that really care about you. They could be family, friends, regulars. They could be some randos, who knows? So that's a pretty awesome amount of people. So I just want to preface this with that. If it has been a while, nobody cares because nobody has noticed. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. If it has been a while, nobody cared and nobody noticed. Now you might, again, you might have the one or two diehard customers. Like Tammy might be emailing you being like, Sandy, I hope Tammy and Sandy are listening. Sandy, I haven't gotten an email from you in a while. Is everything okay? No. So they have not noticed. Yeah. They haven't. Okay. Now, if you had said, oh, you're going to give a link to this private YouTube video, and then you never sent that initial email, that they will notice. But they're not going to know if you talked to them last week or like eight months ago. So we don't need to go into this being like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know how life has been in COVID and like all this. And no, because <laughs> they don't, they don't need it. You're doing that for you because you feel guilty. You need to be like, what can I do for them? So you may want to think it again. It sort of depends on your industry. I wouldn't necessarily start with that. You know, what's good in the shop this week out of nowhere? Probably not, but it's one of those things that you can be like, Hey, and then email service writers can put in the person's name. Hey, hi, greetings, salutations. Again, whatever fits into your brand because you're small and independent. We've got personal relationships. It's not like you're Walmart. So I was like, Hey, Sandy. So I just want to see what was going on. If you've been, if you're an antique dealer, have you been finding any great antiques lately? Uh, the other day I was actually looking at this armor. I don't know why that keeps coming up, but it's like this, right? So you're kind of like asking like how they're doing, let you kind of know a little bit, right? If there is something that you can teach, like we talked about like a how or the things to do. So say maybe you, again, because antiques are on the brain right now, it's like, 
you know, three tips to spot a fake antique, right? And that could even be the subject line of the email. I was really like, hey, Sandy, today I want to talk about three different ways that you can spot a fake for antiques or like why this particular thing costs so much or something like this. And then at the end, after you sort of, again, given them something, that information, that entertainment, the conversation, then you're like, and if you're wondering how I got your email in the first place, well, it's because you signed up for, and then either the name of your shop, if you did have a free gift also called a lead magnet, remind them of that. But if you don't want to talk about antiques anymore, if you don't really want to get any more updates from me in the paint shop or my delicious chocolatier items, then click here and unsubscribe. There'll be absolutely no hard feelings. So it's not that you're not admitting wrong. It's that people only admit wrong so that way they feel better about themselves in right. this particular situation. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. But Again, so we're just, we're starting off the email with something for them. You don't have to overthink it. It's not like that bad. Again, I was like that sort of like the three tips or again, the color of the year or this sort of thing, just something that you can sort of help them out with, branch that gap, ask them what's going on and then remind them who they are. Because you're a local business, you might even want to include a picture of your shop, say at the bottom of your email, like the outside of your store location, Right. And then if you wanted a PS, cause say maybe you do have a shop cat, you want to be like, PS, I know it's been a little while. So here's a picture of mittens to make it up to you. And then that's how you're sort of gaining that personality back. It's like, Oh, there's a supply chain issue. And then the world and COVID it's just like, Oh yeah, I know it's been a little while. So like, here's this I'm like, Ooh. Um, and again, if you wanted to, again, still have that sort of info, still that relationship, still that, you know, you can unsubscribe. And if you wanted to include a PS with an extra gift for them, but you know me, like, I already know our profit margins are pretty low. So I'm never like, oh, just offer them a discount. If you felt like it, you could. But if not, like, I don't think you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just a reminder. It it is funny. Like you're you're so, it's so like, it's real. Nobody's paying attention to us people. want to think so nobody knows it's our ego that thinks well i haven't emailed in six months they're gonna all notice you're uh, it's so true they're not gonna notice and let's just what they will notice is if you just email on black friday yeah (laughs) that is what they will notice so again and i love how you had done it sort of around thanksgiving and it was just like the you know we're so happy to be with you it wasn't necessarily a sales email so like just make sure that it's before then and then we'll sort of work on a habit so maybe for you Weekly email is just too much. So for you, it's going to be every other. So then all you need to do at the uh, beginning of the month, end of the month, maybe mid-month, because sometimes that's a little easier um, for retail shops. You're going to sit down and write those two emails. You're going to schedule them out and now you're done for the month and you don't have to worry about them. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of batching. So I love it. <laughs> my people that are listening are like, even if you just draft it all out, really, you know, really just end it up and have it all ready. Yeah. Every other Thursday. Yeah. That's fine. It yeah. works because having an all or nothing attitude, and I know that you share this with me as well, having an all or nothing attitude is toxic for everything. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, if I can't email them every week, I'm not going to. No, like you need to have a plan for, they call it the day after perfect. Have a plan for the day after perfect. If you usually email on Thursdays and it's Saturday, just send them a quick email. Again, this time you can acknowledge it. Like, hey, Susan, so I know that we usually talk on Thursdays. And we're not like, oh, I missed it. I forgot you're not cool but I had to let you know about this. And so then you're just like, oh, okay. Right. Right. And it is, it's funny that you said that, you know, nobody wants to hear about our supply chain issues and how tired we are. And that's like, it's not about us at this stage, right? <laughs> want to make sure that we're sharing, like we're just jumping into something good and fun and interesting for them. So the rules that I hear, mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep hearing all these things, graphics, a lot of graphics and emails, that kind of thing. Like, do you have an mm-hmm. opinion? Like, is there something you can share with us? Cause 
it's just text and then no graphics and then add a video and don't add a video. And like, can we just, what, what, what is your opinion on this or story? On this? Nice and simplified. Yeah. It is quite all right. So again, for people that more identify as bloggers, I think just like text and like a picture is fine. But if you have a very visual medium, again, if you have a very like high-end luxury store, then you might want to see what templates your email service provider has. Now there is a thing, and I don't want to get too technical in it because I'm not going to throw you guys off because I just need you to send stuff. There is a thing called deliverability. So if you have too many graphics, if your template is too out there, there is more of a likelihood that it's going to get put honestly in promotions. Most people's on Gmail spam, spam. Honestly, I feel like you got to work really hard to get into an actual spam folder at this day and age. But again, when somebody is procrastinating, they'll go into promotions and look at it, or they'll go into updates and look at it in Gmail. They're like, okay, right. I I got promotions all the time. I'm like, I'm my promotions all the time. I don't know. Nothing else better. That's where the fun stuff is. (laughs) Right. And so I would test it. I would make sure 100% when you do pick a template. Again, you don't have to try and create one on your own. I mean, most email service providers, and like I said, I'm sure that you definitely have your favorites for local businesses. They're going to make sure that their templates are good because if they're not, then people are going to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't want you to think like, Oh my goodness, like this is a beautiful thing. Like, no, if you have items in your shop, go ahead and add a couple of them. If you have before and afters, go ahead. Say you actually did make a video this week, maybe on Instagram. It's okay. You can talk about Instagram in your inbox. Not everyone follows you in every place. Maybe you actually made like a reel of you like speed making your candles because that's really cool. You're going to take a screenshot of the video, put in your email service provider, all of them, and just Google how to do this next part. If you don't know, Google how to put a link on an image in and then whatever your email service provider is, and then link up that particular picture to Instagram, to your blog post, to your Facebook. You can take them out of the inbox. So that way they can go ahead and watch it. When people see things, they're more likely to click it. And I think that's where you were talking about like for images. But again, if it's been a while since you've emailed, I would definitely have you in the storefront or something of that sort of yeah, thing. So and it's, it, don't yeah. overthink it. I do hear, you know, not conflicting. My retailers are visual people. We yeah. run visually beautiful Gorgeous stuff. Stores. You need to have them. Like to just send a text email. Like, I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like it's like that to me is like email marketing. That, and I think that's what throws people off. Well, I've heard we're not supposed to send pictures. I'm like, send the dang pictures because mm-hmm. like not 50, just something. Exactly. Like, something that makes- You don't want to overwhelm. People. Right. We want to, we want them to enjoy opening our emails or at least get a feel for what we're doing and, yeah. and whatnot. So they buy with their eyes. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they buy with their eyes. Like since mm-hmm. one of my stuff is like physical, like, yeah, I'll throw like, you know, the cover of my ebook or something like that. But for me, I throw on like little gifts of like pop culture. Like I still want something visual in my emails, but for you guys, you know, it's aspirational. It's like, Ooh, I'm the type of person that buys ethically sourced Colombian coffee that's hand roasted and all this sort of stuff. So give off that vibe in your emails. Right. Exactly. Thank you so much. That's such a great, (laughs) great, great point. And again, I could ask you a million questions today, but I want to honor your time. And I appreciate you being here so much. You've given us so many things to think about and why we need email and just to get started and um, connect with our customers and anything else you'd like to share with us before we. Okay. Well, so, you know how I talked about like, no one cares about you. Yeah. (laughs) They do and they don't because you're a small retailer. They do in the sense that I don't know why a rare book is coming to mind and bookstore owner, but it just is. So if you have a story that 
you just went like hill and dale and overwhelm of like all of this of trying to get this one like out of print book. Again, if somebody is on a bookstore email list, chances are they're big a book nerd as you are. So they don't want to have this. And you're going to start off that email, not just like, oh, I was on the hunt for. It's like, has there ever been your Moby Dick, no pun intended, your Moby Dick of books, that one that if you could just find it in first print, you would just be thrilled beyond the moon because now it's putting them in their shoes. Now they're thinking about their one book they would have. Well, can I tell you that first edition of Lord of the Rings was my white whale. And then you can talk about like how you found it and all this sort of stuff. And, or, you know, again, for the book one, because this would be really interesting. The flip side of that story, the subject line could be something like the one book I'll never sell. And now I was like, oh, what is it? Like, is it a naughty book? Is that a fan book? No, it turns out that it's the story of you trying to find this first edition of Lord of the Rings and nobody gets to come get it. Like it's yours. <laughs> and so they'll relate to that. And then you'll ask them again at the end of the email, like, what's your one book or all of this? Or again, I think, you know, a PS masters and PS, if any, if, you know, blank, blank and blank and list like three cool books that you have currently in stock or any of your white whales, we actually have them in. And then it's like, Oh, they have them in. Like, let's yeah. go check it out. And again, reminding, right. Top of mind. Top yeah. of mind. Connecting. Again, top Relating. of mind. We're again, <laughs> playing into to their sense of them. And then also again, if they weren't on your list, like they love buying books. So they're, they're going to be in there. And right. so all of a sudden, because you're sort of building that reciprocity, you're asking about them, you're showing them that they're your kind of people. Now you're not salesy. The issue is like, we've got this for sale. Come buy it, come buy it, come buy it, come buy it, come buy right. it. But if it's like, oh, it's like, well, this is how we're going to use this or this is this. Or like we said, you know, play a little game with the stock. I mean, you could literally one email because your emails can be different every week too, if you want them to be. It could literally be like, what do you think the most popular item was this week? Or, you know, have them guess the color of the most popular thing or the chocolate that you sell the most of or any of that sort of stuff. Have them have fun with it because people love to be right. So that's why I'm like, have some fun with those. <laughs> like I'm thinking of your chocolatier. I'm like, they could literally be like, no question for you. What do you think is the most purchased item in our shop? And then give them like two or three, like click on the one that you think it is. And I'll tell you the answer. And it's like, oh, it's this one. So smart. One. Yeah, that's so smart. Such great advice. Gosh, that's really great. Thanks so much for being here. We usually wrap up the podcast um, and ask our guests if there's one favorite piece of advice, a quote, a book, thinking of books, or something that has <laughs> served you well or has been really great information for you that you love to share with other people. Maybe a quote or a favorite that I'm throwing you under the table. <laughs> so. No, no, it's not under the table. Let's see. This is one from that I read and... I forgot if it's from Atomic Habits or like you're a, and I don't want to swear, you're a, we'll just say a BA making habits. It was one of those two books, but the phrase was literally just, who are you in the habit of being? Mm. And that one just really got to me to my core because it's about aligning up your actions and your thoughts with, well, who are you in the habit of being? And I was just like, huh. All right. So it has like sort of that identity shift. So that one's the one that's been gotten me right here. But in general, this is my own catchphrase. Just do the brave thing. I mean, y'all already started your shops and most people are like, you're crazy. Like, yeah. let's just be real. I, I mean, we love our friends and family. I, they're just trying to keep us safe in their own way. They're like, no one's going to buy this. They don't want to see you bankrupt. No one's going to like this, right? Like you already did the brave thing by starting it. Y'all can handle hitting send on an email. It's not going to break <laughs> you. Y'all can do that. Do the brave thing. Because what one seems easier? Posting on Instagram or sending an email? If the answer is posting on Instagram, then you need to send the email. Do the right. right thing. 
right? And do the brave thing. So that's brilliant. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, Kate. And we will share all of your information and how to reach you or where, where, where's the best place to send people? Where would you like us to send people? Sure. So again, I just want to be honest. I usually do a lot with content marketers, bloggers, online force creators. So just so you guys know, and I know that (laughs) it stinks when I have to say this, but I do. So if you are wherever you're listening to this podcast, after you leave a rating and review about how amazing Wendy is and how great the show is, then you can hit search for inbox besties. We talk about email marketing, a lot of like that sales mindset about getting to hit send. We talk about, you know, latest sales tactics and tools. And I love sharing a lot of behind the scenes of my business. So if you're kind of like me and you're like, I don't really like necessarily educational stuff, but I want to know the nitty gritty of everyone else's business, then definitely follow us on inbox besties. If you want sort of a starting point, and I know Wendy, you've got links for this, so we'll just put them down below here. I do have two years worth of email ideas. I have them actually mapped out. So it's like January and it gives you like a little sentence prop just to get going. Because I feel like when we can send anything at any time, having all of that space is actually going to trip us out. So if I'm like share the three biggest mistakes people make with blank painting their house, picking out their florals, making their own chocolates at home. Right. Cause you know, even if you teach people how to make chocolate, some people are just going to buy from you. Right. (laughs) So even if that doesn't spark your interest, it might give you that other thought to be like, Oh, this is kind of the stuff that I could talk about in the email. Oh yeah. I can mention this thing that's going on in the shop too, and sort of tie those together. So like I said, we'll have links down below for that as well. And yeah, like I said, January, you're like, but Kate, it's July when I'm listening to this January comes back, February comes back. It's fine. Some people follow it week by week. Other people mix it up. Some people, even though it's May, like to go over to December's, but okay. It all crazy, like and go over to December. Yeah, ooh, right. I'm like, but, but I tried to, to make them a little seasonal. Uh, so I'm like, well, I guess you could talk about what you're thankful for in May. Cause why not? It's refreshing. It's different. Maybe right now we all need a little bit of that too. Right. So, I think so. so. And I don't, this yeah. is the other thing. And I know I was supposed to have a last thing, but okay. the world is banana pants right now. Like yeah. it's just, it is. You don't have to be like, well, with all this craziness going on, like I can't possibly in good consciousness, tell them about the new office supplies that we just got in. Yeah. People love to buy things. It makes them feel good. So that's one, like, don't give them, don't withhold the dopamine because of your own feelings. And two, sometimes we just need a distraction. Like I was telling my own students, I'm like, some people just need a bright light in the rim box. They're just looking for an escape. Now that we want people to disassociate, but it's like, it's this. And again, who knows? Maybe all the craziness in the world, maybe your business is supporting a local charity. Do you have a normal email? And then at the end, you sort of mention it again, as I tell her, I'm like, I'm not a world leader. I don't know anything about politics. Why would I talk about a stance on these things? Like I would have nothing educated to say, like I'm the client that tells you to hit send. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. And you can be the person that tells your people about, again, the latest chocolate, what's going on in fashion trends, all of this sort of stuff. If you want to relate it to be like, look, I understand the going on right now. It is crazy out there. And you might think that it is frivolous to be worrying about the best thing to pair a pencil skirt with, but sometimes we need that fun. We need that artistry. And I know that's what you and I consider ourselves. I know you guys do. We do art. That that's what it is. We are artists first, regardless of what our medium is. And so don't deny people that chance just to have a little brightness in their day. Such a great point. Cause we do regularly talk about, especially like with all what is what we've all been going through for the last couple of yeah. years and yeah. it's, it's never ending, but anyway, and <laughs> especially with retailers, you know, it is been, it has been hard, 
you know, and again, you're right. We're not world leaders. We shouldn't, you know, we can have opinions and thoughts about it, but yeah. we are also the escape pod. I always say we're the escape pod. We're the escape. How do we, how can we make people feel better? We can share good things. We can share happy things. We can share encouraging things. You know, we can be that spot. So do it through your email, do it, you know, in your store. When we talk about it in store right now, people come to our stores to escape, <laughs> you know, to come and, and be the safe place to land. I like to say, you know, and so sharing that again with your email is, um, is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I got an email from one of my retailers. I get all, I get a lot of emails now, but I share everybody from everybody's email. And I got an email the other day when I was feeling particularly having a hard day, like, you know, a heavy day. And it was so funny because the box came as this, it was, you know, just a nice email. I'm reading it from a coach's point of view. And then there's this beautiful candle and bath soaps and spa stuff. And I was like, yeah, click. That's <laughs> what I need. That so I'm, you know, like, it's, it's exactly what I needed. It made me feel good. It was my dopamine it made me feel good to support somebody else. When the package arrived, I felt good. It's like, you know, so it is, you know, all from an email, right? So I know. And that's the thing, especially because we're independent owned businesses, people just, they would so much rather give you their money than Amazon. Like, let's be honest. I don't want Jeff Bezos getting any more money, but it's like, Oh, I know Wendy gets to do this. Right. It's like, and I get this awesome thing and I'm cool. Yeah. People do. They want, they want to read, they want to get your emails. So thank you, Kate sharing all your amazingness with us. We really, truly appreciate uh, having you here. And again, we'll have all of your contact information for everybody to find you and come stalk you like I do. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much, Kate. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week. And I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.